This is a slaying moment. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Slaying for Me. How are you? I hope all is well. I hope you guys are staying positive, safe, and sane. As you can tell, I'm in a great mood today. Um, <laughs> I'm always in a great mood. Sometimes I come on here and be like, "Oh my god!" But uh, um, it's been a it's been a great week. I feel like uh, it's a lot of great things that are happening around me to people that I love and people that I know and I'm associated with. So, you know, I love seeing great things and seeing the people around me win. So sometimes, you know, that winter spirit jump on you, even though it ain't your winning season, but to see other people around you win is also a winning season for you. So um, I've been kind of like loathing and I had a couple of girlfriends that got a good, some good job offers. One of my good friends is now an ambassador for a really big brand. I've seen like my husband doing some amazing things so you know you know the people around me they flourishing they flourishing and um i love that so i just want to jump right into the show so if you guys didn't get the opportunity to watch the bet awards last week i feel like you missed out on a interesting experience <laughs> i know for me growing up the bet awards was like a big thing like the bet awards was like that it factor for me and um it was it was just an ex- amazing experience. I remember just growing up when we were when we were kids and being able to like gather around the TV, our family, our friends gathering around the television and um watching the performances and the red carpet uh the red carpet looks and you know, I know a lot of people was like bashing a lot of people for the red carpet looks. I'm be honest, the red carpet looks was a little a little on the trash side you know you have a few trickled in but you know the red carpet looks was 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 not that great but I remember it being a big event and I feel like BET the BET awards can definitely get back to that but right now you know a lot of people have the tendency to bash it but I know that growing up it was an experience for me and uh, my family and like a lot of my friends like a lot of us millennials experienced the BET awards so differently than it is now like when it first came out it was like this big bang theory thing it was like a big bang theory effect so like everybody needed to watch it if you didn't watch it and you missed it you know you had to watch the reruns the next day but who want to experience the live performances after you know after it happened like you know the great performances and all of that so it was definitely experienced but over these over the years you know I feel music has drastically changed and so has the awards. Like, I mean, we have to take that into consideration. Nothing stays the same, of course. And we all know that. And those people that are building on nostalgia, you might as well just kill yourself with that. Now, I ain't say kill yourself, but kill yourself with that mind salt, that mind set because nostalgia is nostalgic. It's something that happened in the past and it, you know, you hold it into your heart near and dear, but then you move forward. So, you know, but I feel like going back to the BET Awards and fast forwarding to today, I feel like the BET Awards in these last eight years, in my opinion, has not been so great. You know, I, I mean, I feel like you will get some performances, some great performances here and there, but, uh, uh, ex- to experience the BET Awards, like watch it from the beginning to the end and get a great performance. <laughs> Every performance is great. I don't think you're going to get that. 
I'm be honest. Like, I feel like in these last eight years, it has been like, okay, great performance, down performance. Great, per- you know how you, it's like double dutch, like you waiting to get into the rope <laughs> type of thing. <laughs> and you be like, okay, okay, I'm jumping in. No, I'm not. I'm jumping in. I'm not jumping in. So it really is that kind of that experience nowadays because you like the artist that you're like, you're rooting for. They have a great performance. And then they bring out somebody that don't even got it. They ain't got the performance. They don't got the stage present in that. But I started thinking like, is it the awards fault that their award show, the award show is not that great? Or is it the music industry's fault? Or is it the artist's fault that you know, these, the, you know, the artist is not performing at his best or her best, which means that the music industry is investing into people that are not great people. I mean, great talent, talents, or the music industry has to highlight those people that are popular because the music industry has invested into these people that are not that talented. I'm just saying, whose fault is it? You know, I love music from all genres. My, but my favorite music that I love and I adore is R&B. And that's the music I fell in love with first. I, I mean, R&B is just that rhythm and blues, honey. It speaks to my soul. It speaks to my people. It speaks to my culture. It speaks to my, my heartbeat. It's the rhythm and soul. It's rhythm and soul. And as a little girl, my mother, who was big on R&B and soul and jazz and all that type of stuff, she played Luther Vandross. If you do not know who Luther Vandross, go look him up. She played Gladys Knight. If you do not know who Gladys Knight is, you're going to need to go look up Gladys. She was a part of a group at one point but then she went solo so Gladys and then I also fell in love with Anita Baker who is also streaming on social media right now that is still performing and also Marvin Gaye everybody knows the story of his dad shooting him but beyond that his catalog is impeccable it is the Marvin and the Gaye he was the Trey in the songs before the Trey in the songs even existed we not shouting him out. He was the he was the lucky day before lucky day become became the lucky in the day. He had the sex appeal, okay. Um, and it's a list. The list goes on. But around my house, those were voices that I heard. That was music that I experienced so frequently. And I feel like one person that I fell in love with instantly was Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston to me is like music god music vocal god if you think about it like i think that god personally put her on this earth just to sing to our souls it's whitney houston every song that she sang gave me butterflies if she had us dancing she had us thinking she had us crying she had she just had it okay and to watch her perform you know she can be standing in the middle of the stage in a full gown and give you vocals to give you performance and take you on a, a ride and on an adventure as a little girl that was like big for me I loved Whitney Houston. Oh my God, I still love her music today. Rest in peace. But I was a Whitney Houston fan. Like vocally, Whitney Houston. If I was decided I was going to decided to be the singer that I thought I was going to be when I was a little girl, Whitney was going to be the person that I studied. Okay. Whitney was going to be my person. But those artists took pride in their craft. They studied the grace that came before them so they can be better. I feel like the music industry before was all about, okay, I got to be better than the next person. I got to make sure my notes is great. I got to make sure my performance is great. And I feel like now, as I ask myself the question, are our music storytellers today mastering their crafts? 
And the question is that my answer to that question is yes and no. I would say yes and no, because you have some trickled in. Like we can't forget. um, We can't throw away the fact that there are talented artists out here today that are doing everything. They're studying their craft. They're paying homage to a lot of the artists that came before them. Either they're doing samples, you know, they're remaking songs and all that type of stuff. The artists, a few artists that I think are um, are honing the craft, they're mastering it is Chloe and Halle, Lucky Day. I'm going to throw in Queen Aja in there because vocally the young lady can sing. Her songs are for a niche audience, but she definitely, when she comes on and she's going to perform, she's going to give you the vocals. She's going to give the notes. She's going to give you diversity in her, in her range, which I love. And I, I appreciate that. We're going to, I'm going to add in Big Sean because I feel like as a, as a rapper, you know, rappers, how much can you perform your rap song? <laughs> you know, without standing and walking from side to side. But I think I love the fact that he brings his diversity, excuse me, within his performance from his performance aspect. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I was drinking salsa water, y'all, that, that does something to the spirit. And then Big Lotto. I love her performances. Yeah, her songs are like hit and miss for me sometimes. I think she got some bangers that I like and some some songs. I'm just like, I don't know what the hell she's talking about. But what I love about her is when she goes on stage and everything that she does every time that she performs, she brings it. She brings a show. She's not just going on stage and popping that shit you know she's going on stage she might pop the shit a little bit she might do a little dance do a little twirl she might um go to the edge of the stage and talk to the she's giving you performance she's giving you levels um where and I say no because I feel that there are artists that just want to be seen on stage child they don't have no stage presence no performance structure no understanding of sound levels like I mean it is people that literally come on stage and just stand there perform their rap and let's be honest they ain't really even performing a rap because they letting the song track perform and sing the song for them i don't want to go to a concert with somebody i done came to see you perform and you playing the song and you the background like no we can't that that can't be what the they can't be what we're doing today (laughs) like we can but let's not glorify that so I asked another question to myself. I said, have we as consumers made our musical storytellers lazy? And the question is, yes. The answer the answer to that question is yes. Excuse me. And I feel like we as a culture, we leave. We, we um, don't listen to albums anymore. We don't allow, we, we rather just listen to the single over and over and over and over and over and over and over. We don't allow for ourselves to like morph through the story that that person is telling through the album. We just gonna fantasize and obsess about this one song. This one song popping. We just gonna, instead of letting that song lead you to that person's other catalog so you can know what they're talking about and what they represent, they just be like, nah, I ain't gonna listen to that. I don't listen to the albums. And we are we are also okay with paying money to go to a concert and watch somebody twerk for every song, chill. Like when in reality, I can watch you do that at home, and you at home, and I'm at home. Like I don't want that's that's to me that's that's not performing. And we are also okay with accepting one minute songs with a catchy beat and caption worthy lyrics for someone from someone that was rapping that just started rapping last week just because. They just want to be, they saw that everybody else was rapping, everybody getting a deal, you know, um, 
you know, everybody got a catchy song that's traveling on TikTok and they handed out deals. I'm going to just go ahead and make my little one minute song, three second song on TikTok, get a little dance, make a song, get a record deal. And I just started rapping 24 hours ago. We accept that. And when I mean we, I mean me included. I am one of those people that participate in the the bullshit. (laughs) So I'm not excluding myself. But I feel like we accept music. We are accepting this music because it's forced in our faces by the music industry. I mean, at the end of the day, all of this is marketing. How, how, how do we know, how would we know about these people if it wasn't for somebody marketing them or putting them out there or putting them, putting them to the forefront? And I feel like the music industry does that to us as consumers to kind of like force down our, th- this is what we're selling you. Everything does that. But I also feel like when we enjoy music in its fullness and we can filter through the music that is like, oh, this is niche. We'll get to the bottom of the fact that, you know, we enjoy music because it's a part of who our, who we are and it's a part of our story and it brings us to moments in life that we will never forget. Don't get me wrong. I love the music that's out and some of the music pop, you know, it pops. It, it, it's been bopping in a couple of, in, for the last couple of years, but. Every artist that I listen to will not be, I'll be not, I will not be seeing them live because the album doesn't even have enough diversity for me to, to see them live. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the Meg the Stallion, Hot Girl Summer shit. I did. It was great. But am I going to go see her in concert and all of her songs sound similar? I cannot do that. My coin does not stretch that far. And I, you know, because I am a person that enjoys music, I need a story. If you're not giving me the story that I can relate to or I can understand, I'm just going to support you from afar. I'm going to stream the songs that I like. You're going to get your coin off of that and I'm going to wish you well, but I'm not going to your concert. I remember um, watching a clip not too long ago. It was like a couple of years ago, but it, it circulates every couple of years of Jay-Z talking, speaking about people not living with an album and I feel like that is so true people do not live with albums they live with singles we live with snippets of songs we live with lyrics but we really do not live with albums anymore and that's one thing that I loved about living in New York and riding the train like you know New York is a whole different mecca when it comes to music like if you live in New York you get immersed in that music hip-hop culture real quick because it's that's New York you know depending on where you are and what part you live in like it's big on concerts live performances all that type of stuff that's that that's a part of the New York culture but I love living in um living in New York because I love living with albums I had the opportunity to really live with albums and I got the opportunity to experience some great albums of three of them that I remember that I loved um was Solange a seat at the table Frank Ocean Blonde not a lot of people like that album but it was an experience it was it, it's not one it's not as great as Pyramid but Channel Orange sorry it's not as great as Channel Orange Pyramid is a song on a, a song on an album Channel Orange but Blonde was a great experimental album for him and then Jay-Z 444 I mean t- 
Oh my gosh. Like I was in the gym lifting to, uh, I'm not black. I'm OJ. Well, okay. Like those were albums. I was just like, Oh my God, I really like this album. And I wouldn't have never been able to experience it if I didn't live with the album and understand it. So I thought that was a great albums. Um, you know, experiencing an album on a train underground is different. So whoever knows what that feeling feels like when you when an album drop and it's on rotation and you got to get on a train and then you got to walk through the city and you're like tuning out the world listening to this music. It's like millions of people are surrounding you, but you're stuck into this world of this artist. It's different. It's a different experience that I, I don't think that a lot of people allow for themselves to really fall into when it comes to music. And then maybe that's a little too deep for y'all, but <laughs> that's just me I, I i look at it from a wider scope to to know that somebody shares their story with you and you're able to experience it with them fully through the album so for me music holds a place in our lives and like i said before it's it's something you can remember. It can help you remember something special in your life and from a particular song. Like, I know we all have that one song that comes on and it's like you mentally transition through time to that moment, to the time that you first heard that song and how it made you feel. And you feel that feeling again because your mind just trans, it, it goes through a transition and, and it transitions through time and you're like, dang. The song for me, that song for me is uh, Usher and Will I Am. Oh my God. And I tell my husband this story all the time. I remember I was in a club in St. Louis. I think it was Charleston, Missouri, and um, St. Charles, Missouri. And it was a club that had this club called Club Home in this casino. And the club had like, it was like the dance floor was in the middle and all everything else, like the VIP was on the top and the bars and stuff. But the club, the dance floor was in the middle. And it was like, I remember this day so vividly because the lights were strolling. It was like blue. It was like all of these different colors and it was people dancing. It kind of remind me of like, uh, like a, a beats video. Like you're in the middle and it's a bunch of people dancing around you and the dance floor is dark, but it's all these lights. And it was like that. And the song came, the DJ dropped the song and it came on and people just started going crazy. And I'm like in the middle of the dance floor, right? like, oh my God, what is this? And he brought it back and it was like, oh my God. And people were like dancing. I was like, oh my God. Every time I hear that song, I go back to that moment because I felt so good. I had just graduated from school, from college. I was partying a little bit for that summer, celebrating. I mean, it was just an experience that I would never forget. So those moments, you know, and I mean, I'm a big Usher fan, but I'm saying like that single led me to enjoy the whole album. I was like, oh my God, I got to see what this is about. Um, So, you know, music having that like transition. So... Then I asked myself uh, a question, is the music industry about talent or popularity? And that's a good question, right? Because my answer to that question is popularity. Talent has no place in the music industry these days, I feel like. I feel like we are less on talent and more about popularity. Who's popular? Who got the biggest numbers? Who is doing this? Who's being seen the most? And... After the terrible performance that performances that we've seen these last couple of weeks, like let's be honest, the performance for the verses trash. Not the whole performance. Mario did great. 
The rest of them did not so great. So it's like they were popular at the time. Ray J is popular. You know, the rest of them weren't that popular. But popularity, <laughs> the popularity, you know, Amarion was popular. Everybody thought was voting for Amarion. Amarion gonna kill Mario because he got more of this because he was the popular one. But really, in reality, he wasn't the talented one. He got a talent. He can dance. But he wasn't the talented one out of the in in the race in which they were in, which was singing. He had the notes. He had the keys. He have he have what he had. He thought he had. So, you know, talent over popularity, it clearly showed that that that's the leading factor in the music industry today. You know, the leading factor is not talent, it's popularity. You know, and to be popular. And not be smart, oh, chill. And not have have it to, to be popular and not be able to fulfill the things you know, and to come with the talent later. I mean, it's ridiculous. I feel like not everyone is aiming to be have the Beyonce effect. And when I mean the Beyonce effect, I mean which means that your talent gets you popularity. People don't want that. They want to be ta- they want to be popular first, and then add their talent later. Like I mean. And we don't want that, especially when it comes to music. Personally, I don't want that when it comes to music because popularity is just that. It fades. Just like you see the popular people that was in school with you. They ain't nobody today. They somebody, but they ain't the, the nope. They ain't the somebody they was when everybody was glorifying them in school. You know, you always hear the story about the popular person falling somewhere you have very few popular people that just go to higher heights but that person had a little extra oomph than the rest of the other popular people they had you know probably morals values and ethics where the other people was just mean people and they just wanted people to be beneath them you know so you know people rather have popularity first and then talent second and uh, that exposes and it exposed so many different people this week i mean <laughs> alone at the bet awards no shade to give on but child the notes was not there the mic was on his mic was on and he didn't even he couldn't gather the notes he couldn't they couldn't even drop out the sky for him and to to gather him together now i'm gonna say this yes sound check could have you know helped him or it could have been a sound issue he couldn't have been able to hear himself in that but I feel like as a singer you know what your key is you sung the key for the song it ain't like it's a new song that somebody else song it's your song so if you you know how you see musicians when they can't hear themselves well in the the ear monitor they take it out because you can hear yourself out in the public and uh <laughs> he just didn't have it so i feel like the the music industry the music i feel that music should be treated better than just popularity over talent you know because we deserve that it, you know music has changed so many different lives and has transformed so many different people and it it it, it has a mark it's historical you know music is so much music that is historical and has morphed and told so many stories and moved forward so many things and it's unfair that we we the generation that's coming behind us and the generations becoming coming behind them won't experience the the power of what really music really can do for us and how it can revolutionize so many things so i think it's uh (laughs) 
interesting. So what are you saying, Alexis? I said we have the we have the power to change the narrative the music industry is creating. We do. I mean, it's so many of us that know that the stuff is trash, but we 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 invest, we repost, we make popular, we make dances of it. And then those people that are trying to give their music and they giving all they have to their music and they're they're working and they putting their 10,000, 25,000 hours in, not even scratching the surface for the people that are just quick one hit wonders. I think music deserves more than that. It does. And it's we we as the consumers have the 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 power to change that narrative because the the music industry is looking to us to see what we gonna buy, what we gonna invest into, and are we gonna um no disrespect to different genres and different eras because we used to have the the freaknik era, we we got the drill era, we got the hot girl summer era, we got the pop you know the stripper era, we got the uh, uh niggas be cheating era, <laughs> we got all of that era, but. I feel like in that people, they were looking to us to give them to the music industry was looking to us to buy into that because we bought into it. We reposted it. We got all these um, sales, but now we need to change that era into actually allowing for real talent to pull up to the table instead of filtering through all of these influencers and people that are on social media. And I'm not saying that they can't get their bag and we can't like them and the other people as well, but let real talent prevail. Don't don't let popularity take out the talented people and have them underneath the table when really they're supposed to be sitting at the table and the other people are supposed to be sitting behind them. Not saying that they can't get the bag. They just is not they shouldn't be the leading people to get the bag. So I want to shout out. Uh, the Terrell show on YouTube for using his power to highlight talent. I love that show. I think that is a beautiful thing. I, I love the fact that he created a whole, you know, it's going on a couple of seasons now and he's creating a whole experience for new artists and talented artists to be able to showcase their talent. And even not just new artists, new, uh, artists that have been around a long time that haven't gotten a, the star shine that they deserve and the, the highlight that they deserve because of all of the popularity. Everybody's popular. Everybody's popular and we do it popularly over talent. So, I mean, this is a short episode, but I just wanted to talk about that. I mean, I'm a music head. I would love to hear from you guys to hear what exactly you feel about this conversation. I just feel like after the what we experienced last week and all of the, the verses really shook my spirit child it really did i was so embarrassed i've never been so embarrassed for other people in my life it was so embarrassing to know that these people that you know people went out to their concerts and all of that type of stuff and we was rooting for and y'all ain't even try to perform like y'all ain't even try to bring your best you know you're already a b-list at this point ain't nobody really listening to your music so we went there for nostalgia and you couldn't even give us the nostalgia now mario came to perform and it showed the singers and the non-singers i said the singers which is mario and the non-singers okay 
that was very much a disgrace. And I feel like Versus should be slapped in the face. And whoever owned Versus, who created that that performance, should be slapped in the face. And they should go back to square one and say, we need to get real talent. Because, or we need to um, have these people sitting in a, 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 a rehearsal tape or something they got to send something in because we can't we cannot have this happening again i mean we already out here being it's already everything is already gimmicky we cannot make our music a gimmick and i feel like and i'm specifically talking about black music we cannot make it a gimmick it's not a gimmick this you know this is people's livelihood and a lot of people they do wop pop pop themselves to a place where they can take care of their families and i feel like they're making it a joke we cannot make this a joke like i said music should be treated better than that so I would love to hear you guys' perspective. I hope you, if you have not got the opportunity to watch the BET Awards, go ahead and check it out. Please go check it out. Check out Tarazi P. Henson. She did a great job with the hosting. They got a lot of views this year, um, a lot more viewings than they have in the past year. So I think that's a beautiful thing. And we just want to highlight um, that, you know, real talent will prevail. Go ahead and I hope you guys check out Beyonce's album when it come out because you can't break my soul. It's going to be a vibe and allow for yourself. Like she said, to experience, do it. You release the wiggle. Like she said in the song and in her caption that you guys really allow for yourself to experience a new genre of music because everything repeats itself. You know, just like disco went away, it will come back again. It will re- resurface just like, you know, other jazz. It was not so popular. It will be popular again. So, you know, allow for us to really as consumers to to receive our power back and change the narrative of the music industry because we don't want the non-talent the popularity to overshadow the talent okay guys don't forget to follow me don't forget to listen to the podcast on apple music apple pock um, apple music apple podcast <laughs> spotify amazon music and rageworksnetwork.com so you can check out all of the episodes honey and don't forget to follow me alexis um a mccoy at alana fuss on instagram twitter and tiktok at a-l-o-n-a-f-u-s-s and don't forget slaying for you is the best lifestyle to live have a good day bye